welcome to this session of Towers Conversations. This is a series where we speak with people uh, from around the world of chatbots and around the world of digital marketing in general uh, about what sorts of awesome stuff they are doing in the space. Uh, and this week we have with us Vivek Khandelwal from iZuto. Uh, Vivek, why don't you go ahead and give yourself an introduction because you'll probably do a better job uh, than I ever would. Hi, everyone. Uh, thanks for having me here, Anna. Uh, Excited, uh, super excited about the conversation. Uh, I'm Vivek Khanilwal. I'm a founder at iZuto. I take care of uh, all things uh, marketing and all things around customer experience at iZuto. Uh, this is my second venture uh, as an entrepreneur. Uh, I've been uh, I've been dabbling in technology, marketing, sales uh, for now little over ten years. Uh, the first company we started was in 2009, and uh, that was when I was in uh, my fourth year of my college. Yeah, so yes, uh, 11 years, uh, second uh, stint. Uh, Isoja is now now in its uh, fourth year of uh, execution. Uh, uh, for those of you who don't know, Isoja is an uh, owned audience marketing platform. We help uh, publishers and businesses uh, to to build, own, and retain their audience using a variety of channels like app push notifications, web push notifications, email, uh, messenger, and so on and so forth. Yeah, that's like a quick uh, you know, sales pitch about me. I don't know, does that Yep, that that's suffice? the question. I'm actually super excited about this call because I follow you on LinkedIn pretty keenly, um, and I love the, sort of, the stuff that you say about owned audiences. Um, but for the listener who isn't quite aware about what an owned audience is uh, and why mm -hmm. they should care about it, because we do have a lot of digital marketers listening to this, um, right. can you give us a, a quick rundown of like what exactly an owned audience is and why people should care about it? Okay. Uh, I'll uh, sort of, you know, play with, with some examples and uh, see from there, right? I don't, you are in LA, right? Right. What is the... What is the one thing that LA is infamous for? Traffic. Except Hollywood. Traffic. Bang up, right? So imagine yourself, you have a billboard, you know, banged up on some fancy highway, right? And there's a lot of traffic going through, right? And uh, this is exactly how a how, uh, lot of websites are built, right? There is traffic on the, there is a website on the internet, and a lot of traffic is going through the website. That's pretty much it. Right? Nothing more, nothing less is happening there. Right? Let's say the billboard is about a play right? that's happening uh, next week, and you decide to actually go for the play. Right? And once you are in the play, once you are in the auditorium, and you are attending the play, you are listening to the play, you are watching the play, right? uh, what is the one thing that you've sort of given to that play? Attention. Bang off, right? So yeah, so so they have your captive attention, they have a captive focus, right? And uh, they have a way to communicate with you in that moment. Right. right? Uh, and in that moment, you are being referred as their audience. Okay. Right? You are truly their audience, right? right? Because they can reach out to you, they can communicate with you, and so on. Right. So uh, that's the difference between a traffic and an audience, right? Traffic is people who see you and go away. Right, audiences when you are able to communicate with them actively. Right. Uh, the concept becomes interesting when you have uh, uh, ownership baked into it. 
right? Which is uh, uh, which is where you say, okay, uh, if this is my audience, can I directly talk to them, or do I need a third-party messenger who will go and talk to them on my behalf, right? Uh, think, uh, what is uh, uh, we have the Indian Post here? What is it called in the US? UPS. USPS. No. USPS, right? So if, if you were to send me a letter, let's say, and, and, if, and if I was in, in New York and that letter was delivered to me by USPS, correct? Right. Let's say hypothetically, right? Now that's a, a simple letter, a message delivered to, to your audience or to your, uh, to your user, to your listener, to your fan, whatever, okay? So a simple letter, right? There's no discrimination here happening. Uh, I will get your message, simple as, uh, as simple as that, right? Uh, compare, fast forward that to your LinkedIn videos, right? right. Or your LinkedIn posts, right? Uh, back last year, when you were doing LinkedIn videos, how many views you used to get? Uh, at max, maybe 5,000. Or, yeah, 5,000? 5,000, 3,000 to 7,000, let's say. That's let's, it. Say it, yeah. let's say it, you know, it was a hit video, 10,000. Right. You would take? Yeah. You would take that. Uh, if you were to do a video last week, how many views would have clocked? Oh man, uh, yeah, I, I do remember that there was a s- steep and sudden drop in v- video viewership. It was uh, right now; it would probably be maybe <clears throat> one thousand, two thousand at max. Exactly. So that's the problem, right? The the messenger is throttling the reach right. to the audience. Right? right, and that's where ownership comes into picture. Right, when right. you have direct access to your uh, to your audience, to your fans, to your listeners, subscribers, and call them whatever you want to call them. Right, uh, that's when they are your truly you know, your owned audience, as compared to whenever you are uh, <clears throat> completely reliant on a third party to reach that uh, to reach quote unquote your audience, what you believe is your audience. Right? Right. Uh, yeah. Does that sort of explain yes. the concept to you? That, that does. That does. Um, I think the reason the concept resonates with me <clears throat> is because, as you know, uh, one of our big channels for marketing at TARS is our newsletter. Um, yeah. And I hadn't really, I didn't, we, we've always talked about how our newsletter is a way, a way to build a brand uh, and how it yeah. offers us like an intangible sense of value because oh. when we go for sales meetings, they always talk to us about our newsletter or they say ish from Tarz yeah. because that's how the newsletters are signed off. Um, yeah. And I didn't really understand the, the terminology or the framework to, to, to sort of process what value it was giving us until I watched your videos about owned audience. Um, and I feel like right. that at, at ours at the very least is our own audience and it, it does deliver us a lot of value. So I, it, it, I can definitely speak to speak to the, the metaphor that you, that you just, that you just right. And, and how have you seen the performance of your newsletter over the past six months? Has it, has it plummeted? Has it gone up? Has it inspired or is it consistent? You know what? There has been, there has been fluctuation, but it's not, not too much. Like, within the within the margin of error it's more or less more or less consistent as the number of subscribers go up I, the number of absolute clicks go up but the click rates yeah. are more or less the same the open rates are more or less the same um correct which is definitely different from the linkedin video example that you gave um, exactly yeah 
that's that's super interesting. Now, I'd be curious. You mentioned a bunch of channels at the beginning. So, own audience as push notifications as messenger notifications. Sorry, could you what what were the channels that you had mentioned that iZuto deals with in particular? We currently deal with uh, web push notifications. We deal. We now are. We now expanded our worldview to app notifications as well. Uh, we're now entering email as well, uh, and then we're doing uh, uh, messenger notifications as well. Yeah. Gotcha. Now I'd be curious. You mentioned push notifications, app, and um, app and web. Um, right. I'm very curious about push notifications as a medium. We don't use them at ours. Uh, but it's definitely something that I have thought about. Um, yeah. It seems like an ideal way to just reach your reach your um, reach your audience directly because they get a notification on the phone, they get a notification on the computer, they click on it and yeah. they land directly into your um, onto your website or your landing page. Um, yeah. Now I have a bunch of questions about push notifications, though a bunch of doubts. Um, so maybe you, if you if you allay my fears, allay my queries, I maybe I'll maybe I'll subscribe for iZuto. Um, first of all, don't people find push notifications annoying? Like if I yes. if oh, I implement yes. push notifications, will my audience get angry at me? Good question, right? Uh, again, the uh, imagine if you were greeted with a bot on every single page that you were visiting on your website. Right. The bot kept chasing you. Hi, I'm Tars. Hi, I'm Tars. Hi, I'm Tars. Right. Would you? Would that not be annoying? That would be extremely annoying. Yeah. Imagine before the page loaded, the bot loaded and kept pinging you for hi, I want your name, email ID, phone number, mom's num- mom's date of birth, everything like that. Right. That would be unideal. We would highly recommend people don't do that with their chatbots. Exactly. So, uh, so the same thing uh, you know holds over here as well. Uh, it is the experience of push notifications that you really find annoying, right? Rather than uh, that, rather than push notification itself. Got right? it. Got if it. if I were to say Arnav, I will send you a push notification alert for every time the status of your order, which you placed on Amazon last evening, changed. So if it if it was dispatched from the warehouse, if it was uh, on the way to your house, and if it was if it was about to be delivered in the next ten minutes, I will send you a notification. At these three stages, would you want that? Probably, yeah. Probably, yeah, right. And if I were to ask you for the for, for the promotion of notification only after you have placed the order, only after after the order is confirmed, and you are on the landing page which says order confirmed, it will it is expected to reach you in three days from now. Will it be contextualized experience for you? I I yeah that that would. Um... I think that would add value for me personally. I love seeing order notifications when I get them in my email. I'm, of course, gives, gives me a, happy. Yeah. So yeah. So so yes, you know, I think that's the key, right? As right. long as uh, uh, marketing channels are uh, are big into the user experience of the website, right? That's when uh, the users get the most value. That's when marketers create the most delight. Right. right. Uh, for for reasons good or bad, marketers like you and me and others get greedy and they switch the equation and they focus on their, you know, marketers generating more value for themselves, right? 
which right. is a lot more vanity at times, which is, hey, you know what? I want people to click on allow, 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 allow. So I'll prompt every single guy on every single page. Every time they refresh, reload, open a new tab, I'll just chase them. Right. So that's what is, uh, that's what we really hate. Right. We hate gotcha. being chased by, by, by ads. We hate being prompted the same question. We hate, uh, being asked to give us a, to give away our email ID for a discount coupon of five percent, right? That's what we really hate. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Like that makes a lot of sense because it's true. Even when I think about newsletters, for example, I don't think yeah. about them in the same way that I do push notifications. But there have definitely yes. been times where we've tried to experiment with like maybe more issues versus less issues, and people have been like, "This is this is too many emails. Stop sending me emails." Yeah, and we had to dial it back. <laughs> That's super interesting. Yeah. So if I was, so I'm a person who's starting out with push notifications. What is, how do I gain the expertise needed to send out only timely push notifications? How, what are there any rules of thumb that I can use to identify when it's okay to send a push notification versus when it's not okay? All right. Uh, let's look at uh, applications from where you currently get notifications already. Okay. Right. Let's let's go. Let's take up the safest example on planet Earth, Slack. Right. Imagine if you were to get notifications about every single conversation, every single thread in Slack. How irritating would that be? I I, I think right. I currently get those all of those notifications. Actually, no, I don't get all of them. Uh, but right. it is very annoying. It's extremely right. Annoying. Imagine how overwhelming would it be for you? Right. Yeah. Okay. I mean, to be part of every single conversation, just to see everything, it's just way too much, right? right. Too much information, right? In fact, uh, in case of Slack, something which you can't avoid, something which you can't get rid of, but you still sort of, you know, are getting pissed off about, right? right. Which is why, you know, Slack has beautiful rules that says, if you do an ad rate, Arnav, it'll categorically come to you. If you do an ad rate ish, it will go to ish. If you do ad rate channel, and by the way, when it does ad rate channel, it asks you, you are about to send notifications right. to 56 people across three time zones. Right. Do you really want to do that right now? Right. So as, as, a, as a sender, I'm getting sensitized towards disturbing my audience. Right? Uh, and I sort of have to do that conscious call on my, yeah, okay, yes, no. I really want to interrupt Arnav right now when it's you know, 4 a.m. in the morning for him, but it's, you know, guess what? It's 4.30 in the evening for me. Right. So I'll send hit. I, I'll hit send, yeah. Right. Awesome. So uh, simple lessons, right? Uh, you know, uh, be sensitive about time zones. So you know, just sort of believe the basics, right? right? Please be sensible about time zones, right? You might be in you know, Pacific time, but I might be in Japan, right? Your morning might be my late night. Right. Or my... You know, your your late morning can be my super early morning. Right. Uh, that's one, right? Uh, understand how people consume content on mobile and desktop. Right. Okay. And understand that uh, sending notification on desktop is at 10 p.m. in the night is not a good idea. Right. Simply because when you would log in next day in the morning, you will see us but a flood of notifications on your screen right. will just block your view completely. Right. And again, it will be overwhelming for the user. Right. right? 
Understand that your users most likely after 7 p.m. in the evening are not using their desktop devices. They're on their mobile phones. Right. Right. Again, these are very, very basics, right? Gotcha. I'm yeah. not even you know, talking about, you know, hey, let's do segmentation, I know, personalization. No, just like very basic hygiene right. checks. I mean, these seem like just common sense rules that everyone should be following for pretty much any channel. Um, yeah. Don't spam people. Um, yeah. Sure. Now, it's, I think it's, those are great rules. But unfortunately, most marketers, most app developers don't follow those rules. Or a lot of, not, I won't say most, a lot don't. A lot. Um, yeah. So if you are a marketer who is following these rules and is responsibly sending out push notifications, Mm-hmm. How do you stand out from the crowd? Because say I wake up in the morning and I have a flood of notifications <clears> on my desktop covering my yeah. view. Um, now, one of those marketers has actually sent a genuine notification at a good time, yes. but it's lost. It's it's lost in this mess of notifications. So how do you stand out? Absolutely. Absolutely. You do the exact same thing that you do with your newsletter. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah. uh, the real estate that you have to play with Right. Right. In case of notification, is is one icon uh, and about forty odd characters. Right. 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 And maybe maybe a description line is well, let's say sixty odd characters. Right. Right. So we try to be genuinely meaningful and smart about the user's context. Right. That's right. number one. <clears throat> number two. Uh, yes, you know, there are chances that your message will get lost in the, uh, you know, uh, in the flood of notifications, highly likely, right? Which is where uh, you go to the next step and say, okay, you know what? Uh, let's look at the, let's look at the context of the user and try to time that better. Right? Try to time the communication better, right? Which is to say, for example, let's say, uh, if the lockdown was to get, you know, let's say, uh, if the lockdown wa- ha- had to be relaxed by the by the California government, right, uh, and they would do, uh, you know, a phased out, uh, uh, phased out, uh, you know, uh, because of the lockdown period, <clears throat> right. they could send out a notification at 10 a.m. in the morning. The lockdowns, the lockdown has been relaxed for the next five hours. Right. Right. They would send a notification at 10 a.m. strictly to people in California. Very okay. contextual, very set, very very sensible, very you know, time to the T. Right. They would send one before, uh, let's say at the four hour limit, the lockdown will, the lockdown guidelines will again be back in place in another hour from now. Please head back to your, uh, uh, please head back to your homes. Stay safe. Stay distance. Blah blah blah. Right. Uh, the key being, if you can keep your communication uh, extremely contextual, extremely uh, sensible to the user's moment, right? That's when you sort of crack the key, right? Imagine uh, if you were on, a, were on a TARS chatbot and you had filled, let's say, a long ass form for a credit card application for Bank of America, right? Your favorite bank. And uh, if, uh, and just at the moment when you were, when you were about to give you, but you were about to give them your uh, uh, your social security number, right? Your mom calls you and you drop off from, right. the, form, from the form. Okay. Right. 
imagine if you get a notification in 15 minutes of that saying Arnav you are one step away from getting your black um, black bank of America red card right would that not make sense to you I I so suppose it would yeah keeping the users right no it ஒருத்தீங்க I think that's only to marketing. No okay, that's true. That's true. Actually, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's true. I mean, this to any other channel of marketing, it's just that like in terms of length, like for example, a newsletter is much longer. You have a lot more real estate to play around. Yeah. You need to be super concise in a push notification. Yeah. Fit yeah. into those into those into those 40 characters. Um Yeah. Now another question I have and this is again like applicable to any marketing channel. Uh how do you are there any tactics to asking people to opt in for push notifications like how do you get yes. someone to overcome the natural bias they have against push notifications because of all these bad actors out there who are spamming people with push notifications and say yeah. yes to that push notification request that awesome awesome um again let's uh uh I've seen this initiative uh, by Privy, I think. Dave Gerrard started it. Uh, small business store, shop, smallbusinesses.com, something like that, where there are a bunch of, you know, shopping by stores, listing and selling products, right? right? And you click on literally any one of them, right? You click on them and you land on the website and then three things will surprise you or three, three things will, won't surprise you. They're, they're very obvious. uh one is a you know rotate rotate the wheel to 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 to, to get a fancy offer for yourself then there'll be another chat bot on the left hand side most likely drift in most cases i don't know why right uh that so uh, the wheel the uh, the chat bots and then there'll be a push notification prompt at the top right right this is the best way to get nothing out of the user neither the conversation not the email id and not the push notification request right right this is the number one mistake that that most marketers commit they get really desperate right, right? and again see in all honesty right and when you have spent dollars like really you know when you spent let's say 10 dollars to get that click on your ad on google after defeating 50 of the competitors in that quality score check right right and so they click on that and lands on the website you want to maximize you want to get all possible juice that you can right right i mean you know you know how cpcs are for let's say a mortgage keyword oh yeah right enough yeah you know how cpcs are for a for a payday loan right 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 they're insane isn't it right yeah i Would mean you know legal for example there are some lawyers paying like legal. $1000 2000 per click so you really want to be making the best use of that click once once it happens exactly so and again uh, because people want that to happen they go a bit they go 
slightly more than desperate. And then they ask you for everything. The moment you arrive, right? right. In number one, you know, it's the, uh, you know, and, 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 and that's criminal. Right. Um, right. Again, stick to the basics, right? Uh, let them consume your website. Let them understand your brand. Let them at least make a first, take a first scroll on a website. Let them at least make an attempt to understand what are you offering? What are you selling? What are you not selling? Right? Right. Are you selling t-shirts or spectacles? God knows. Let them at least scroll like right. one basic action. Right. Let them click on something. Right? Let them show intent right? and not just interest. Right? And that might be a good time to ask them for one more thing in life. Now, which can be, do you want discounts? Do you want my newsletter? Do you want, you know, do you want, what do you like, pizza or Coke or both? Interesting. But that's the moment you ask them. You give them time to breathe. That's, that is, that is super insightful, actually, because this is something that I've never heard anywhere on any marketing blog, but it makes a lot of sense. Even for, I'm thinking now, this could be a tactic that we recommend to people, even with our chatbots, where we have oh, a yeah. caller, the caller option, and you can put a delay on like when the caller comes out. Um, and you, generally it's a three second delay, but if you, we inc- increase that to maybe say six or seven seconds, I think most people will decide to stay on a page or leave in the first six or seven seconds. But if they've decided to stay and you create a chatbot that's only geared towards high intent prospects who stay for a long time, you could increase the delay on the call out and probably increase the likelihood of them actually clicking on the bot and getting that engaging experience. Super interesting stuff. Yeah. See, it's like, you know, you go to a bar and you try to get you know, the phone number of the girl sitting next to you. Right. Right. You don't just walk up and ask for phone number. Right. Right. That's, you know, that's, that's rule number one. Never ask for the phone number straight up. Right. You'll probably try a pickup line. You'll probably try to buy her a drink. You'll probably try, you know, one of those, you know, hundred rules. Right. But you will never ask for the phone number straight up on her face. Right. That just doesn't work anymore. Right. Right. That's, uh, yeah, that's, uh, I'm, I'm surprised that no one, I'm surprised that I hadn't seen this anywhere else. Have you heard of anyone else talking about stuff like this? Or is this something that you guys came up with at Izuka? I will, <laughs> uh, I will send you a very sweet uh, thread from uh, marketing exa- good marketing examples, which, which talks about, uh, about page load time and, uh, and optimizing experience around page load time. So the fun fact around the three second delay, which you mentioned right now, is this. Uh, the average page load time for a website right. uh, is 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 more than five seconds. That's true, and I imagine on mobile it's probably more. Right. Yeah. It's more. It's more as well. Right. And imagine if that experience gets disrupted by a bunch of things, right, including chatbots and notification prompts and email inbox, email pop-ups, right. Right. What, what are we dealing with? Right. So, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Um, now shifting gears a little bit, I'd be curious to know on the iZuto side, what do you guys do for marketing? Because you're obviously dealing with, I noticed that in the SaaS space, there are like two 
two types of companies. There are people who sell to companies just like themselves. So there are SaaS companies that sell to other SaaS companies and they can implement a lot of the same tactics right. they employ, they, that they recommend their customers employ because their customers are also selling to businesses. Um, and then there are people who sell to businesses who sell yeah. to people, like us, for example. Like most of our customers are people who sell to end consumers. So mortgage, legal, they're not selling to other businesses. They're selling to yeah. regular people out there. Um, so what sorts of stuff do you guys yeah. do at Izuto to, to, to get people through the door? What, what sorts of channels are you guys reliant on? If you can share. Oh yeah, sure. I don't, I, again, um, this is uh, a beautiful saying by Andrew Chen, right? Uh, who talks in uh, uh, his, uh, his legendary article, uh, the law of shitty click throughs, right? right. Uh, it takes, uh, $79 subscription to one marketing tool to rip off your competitor's marketing strategy. Right. right. You know, that's how easily marketing strategies, uh, you know, that's how easily somebody's stack can be broken down. That's how you can break down their, uh, at least chat, uh, if not exact strategy, if you want exact how to. But yes, um, uh, we at Izuro, we've, uh, we've always taken a, uh, for good or bad, we've taken a long stand on content, uh, on content marketing. Um, ours is, uh, uh, in fact, you know, it sort of surprises me till date that whenever I've walked into a, into a trade show in the US, uh, I've had people asking me, so this notification will appear on the website. And I'm like, no, no, this notification will appear when they're not on the website. And they go like, whoa, are you serious? And then, and then you know, that's why I turn around I, I don't know, and, and I tell my co-founder, we need to be in the U.S. to sell this stuff because people don't know about this yet. This is, you know, uh, uh, and, 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 and those notifications uh, were introduced on the web about five years ago. Uh, April 2015 is when push notifications first came into existence. Right. Uh, we are five years into that, and, uh, you know, people still don't know about it. So a lot of education uh, uh, is required in the space that we operate in because of which... Uh, Content remains a big focus for us, right? Uh, content yeah. uh, ranges from long-form articles, help documents, YouTube videos, how-to guides, and so on and so forth, right? right? Uh, uh, content marketing also remains a big channel for us, which is uh, take, uh, not just sort of waiting for this content to get indexed on Google and expecting SEO traffic to sort of come in you know, tomorrow morning, but then sort of also aggressively using these content assets that we have built to drive uh, solid traction, to drive, uh, you know, uh, to, to get traction from, uh, from paid search specifically, right? That is, that's the second channel which we have been uh, you know, working uh, very aggressively on uh, in the past few, uh, past few months, right? Uh, yeah, and then uh, apart from this, uh, what has worked uh, really, well, for us, is uh, uh, we have a powered by Zuto, you know, thing. Right, 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 right. Uh, whenever a notification prompt appears on a website of a customer or a prospect who is not paying us as of now, right? Right. Uh, that drives an insane amount of visibility to the brand. Uh, you know, as per, uh, I think, as per similar web, we get some 20 million, 20 million pages per month. But yes, uh, uh, yeah, that's the that's the kind of visibility we get right now. So yeah, that's uh, that's 
first of all, congratulations on the 20 million views a month. That's pretty insane. Uh, no, I think that, that's a vanity number by similar web, but that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> It's okay. Vanity numbers are good. They boost. Similar web goes bonkers at times. Yeah, it does. It definitely, definitely does. Um, yeah. Now I'd be curious to know. You mentioned that education is a big, um, is a big element of it, and it's true for us as well. Uh, we specifically mentioned trade shows uh, and actually phys- like going in and and meeting people. Yeah. Um, now I I definitely see the value of that because we've been for a couple of trade shows ourselves, and there's nothing quite like showing someone as opposed to telling them because in a blog post and LinkedIn post at the end of the day, you're just telling them and you're trusting their ability to understand exactly what you are talking about, which usually doesn't happen because they don't have the same set of assumptions. They don't have the same cognitive map as you and they don't, they haven't been thinking about your product as much as you have. Um, so it's, it's hard for them to sort of picture what you are talking about in a lot, right. even if you do a good job of conveying your message. But I'd be curious to know in the current, in the light of the current crisis. So, for our listeners, in to give you guys some context, we are talking in right in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic. So everyone's at home. There are no trade shows going on. There's no in-person Absolutely. in-person meeting. So I, I'm sure. You, have you guys seen? A, I mean, obviously you have seen a disruption in the trade show industry, but how are you guys dealing with that? Because I'm sure there are a lot of other founders out there who are. <laughs> Maybe you guys have some tactics to share. I love the fact that I can stay home in my, uh, I can, I'm, I'm grounded for months now. Right. Uh, I, uh, I can get used to this. And I, I, uh, you know, uh, it's not fun to jump on a flight every third week right. and travel to a different continent altogether, different time zone and, uh, you know, screw yourself over, right. Uh, the good thing is uh, we're now living in times where, uh, uh, <clears throat> where uh, so the lockdown is actually uh, forcing people as well to adopt and try different things. Right. right? Uh, people are willing to give you a second shot, a third shot, a fourth shot. Right. Uh, email open rates are on an all-time high. Uh, emails are being opened throughout the day. Because people are locked, people are locked in, right? Yes, what will they do, right? I mean, you can play with your kid, but uh, I mean, how much, right? Right. Uh, people are researching, reading, consuming content more than ever before, right? right. Uh, I mean, and, and this is a fact, right? Email open dates and email CTRs both have gone up, right? Significantly, uh, so much so that uh, the military industry reports, which is released every year can literally be thrown out of the window because none of the assumptions hold true right now. Right. None of the facts, you know, uh, hold in this, you know, different reality. We, we literally are dealing with a different reality right now. Right. So uh, <clears throat> the way we are dealing with right now, dealing with this uh, right now is, uh, <clears throat> so we're not doing webinars, number one. I think enough webinars are being done right now. <laughs> Oh, you don't need to tell us. We're doing the exact opposite. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, uh, but yes, uh, what we're trying to do right now is uh, uh, we just launched our podcast uh, last week. Awesome. Uh, right. Uh, uh, it's called Own Thy Audience. Uh, and we just we just kicked off uh, with our first episode, uh, I think on Saturday, last Saturday. Yeah. Just a oh, week now. Right. Sorry, what was uh, the name of the podcast again? 
the podcast is called uh, own thy audience own thy the shakespeare die gotcha yeah. gotcha i am going to be sure to leave a link to that podcast in the thank you so much comments. uh in the comments and yeah. maybe in the like for people who are watching the video uh, version of this interview in the in the top top right corner yeah top right corner um now that's super interesting so what, what tell me a little bit about this <laughs> podcast what are you guys going to be discussing on it because i'm in i'm currently in uh, on the lookout for a good marketing podcast to listen to one sort of exhausting my yes lists yeah so uh, the podcast is about uh, you know bringing in uh, uh, bringing in, uh, bringing in builders and makers uh, who have uh, burned their hands uh, uh, on google on facebook on social media platforms uh, and again right uh, on both sides uh, on, on on both media and retail uh, and I sort of finally come to the realization that hey you know what uh, true wealth is built when you start truly uh, you know owning your audience and and you start uh, building it ground up for your own self right, right. Uh, that's the kind of uh, you know this you know, you want to bring in uh, these uh, you know experts doers leaders marketers you know call them what you want to call them but yeah that's the idea sort of uh, to uh, to bring forward these stories uh, share the experiences right uh, it is of how they have gone now uh, you know gone from uh, from being burned by facebook right to sort of building uh, an audience building a community on their own scratch up yeah interesting as someone who has kind of gone through that with linkedin versus our newsletter that sounds super interesting <laughs> would you say b- before we close out real quick would you say that for anyone who's interested in starting out with owned audience marketing that podcast would uh-huh. be a place to start that would be a decent place to start yeah okay Okay so I think we're nearing the end of our session over here we're going to give you one last uh, opportunity to to plug yourself anyone who's interested in any of the stuff that you are saying where should they go right now to start like I'm a person I'm convinced actually um, I am convinced I want to get more into own audience marketing I sure. want to do a better job of engaging my audience retaining them growing it um mm-hmm. what's a good place to start awesome okay Uh, a great place to start today uh, would uh, actually you know what this won't be a plug I'm sorry to say it just this just would not be a plug right now. Okay. Uh, depending upon who you are and what you do, uh, a great place to start uh, uh, depending on your business that you're trying to build right now. If you are uh, if you are in retail, a great place to start would be to take a dipstick of your own business where you are, what stage of business you are at, right, and uh, pick up a marketing automation platform that does not burn. that does not recommend you to burn money on google and facebook a okay. uh, a platform which which tells you build your audience on the platform tap into email tap into push notifications tap into app notifications tap into all of these channels right, right. Uh, if you if, if, if you're a media house i would definitely recommend trying out rizuto at least once uh if you are somebody who's focusing who's selling services who's building services who's offering services i would ask you to 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 look at every possible way where you can potentially engage your users in a conversation tarts is a great example uh and again there are a whole lot of solutions out there right uh, which will allow you to to simply and nicely ask your customers right hey can we can we send you an email once a week right, right? mail team is a good example send us a good example right so yes well, uh depending on who you are what you do right 
think of a platform that lets you that lets you focus and sort of you know puts your customers at the center and not Google's and Facebook's advertising budgets. Simple as that. Awesome. Uh, since you're not going to plug yourself to close out this conversation, I'm going to leave links to iZuto and all of Vivek's um, social media accounts in the show notes. Uh, so you guys should totally check it out. I'm a big fan of uh, Vivek's LinkedIn posts in particular, even though that's not uh, his own audience. So you guys should jef- definitely check him out over there, I think. Uh, but thank you so much, Vivek, for, for joining us. I think I know that this has been extremely useful for um, our listeners. Thanks, Anna. Uh, you know, love the conversation.